All right, man. There he is. Hey, boss. Going good, man. I hear you pretty good so far. Welcome to the podcast, Zach. We're going to try this again, man. Awesome, man. I'm glad to be here. I'm parking right where I am. I'm hoping that the bars hang out. Yeah. There <laughs> they stay, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm parked as well, man. I got man. three bars here. Let's make this thing happen. We got three bars. We got three bars. We're good. I'm full over here, bro. So uh, we got we got time and we got definitely got plenty to talk about. So um, yeah, man. We we dug into it a little bit on the uh, on the phone yesterday, man. But uh, I think you got a pretty awesome story, inspiring for sure, bro. And uh, you know. We we talked a little bit about your Instagram and uh, for those of you that are listening, it's marijuana underscore stocks and um, the guy's trading stocks and quite successfully, if I might add. Uh, but we'd like to dig in. I always like to dig into kind of who we are and how we got to where we're at uh, before we get to where we're where we're headed in the future. Um, so fill us in, Zach, man. Um, I, we know you talk about stocks, but uh, where where are you from, man? Uh, kind of. We know you're 24 years old, but uh. How'd you get how'd you get to where you are now, man? You know, it all started when I was twelve years old. <laughs> uh, and it's been a it's been a journey since of transformation, you know? Sure. Um so I went to private school until I was uh until I was like twelve or eleven. And um and I was, I was, I was like living near the school and then I moved away. So it was just really hard to keep going there because I was far away, big commute, uh, to the, to the school I went to, Barrington Christian Academy in, uh, Rhode Island. But, um, I switched schools or whatever and went to public and my house burnt down. And, uh, I can't imagine, man. So. Yeah, yeah, terrible, man. So I switched schools, you know, and, and then all of a sudden, dude, my house burnt down, like, that year. You know, the school had a fundraiser and all that. It was just, uh, it was just kind of ridiculous, you know, a lot a lot of change all at once, and the house burning down, it was, uh, it was life-changing, you know? For sure, bro. So about about the fire, man, um, so you said you're 12 years old. What, um, did it happen in the middle of the night, man? Did they find out what started the fire? I mean, how were, how were you guys able to get out of there? Well, you know, I think my dog saved our life. Uh, <laughs> we had this uh, little Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, uh, King Charles' favorite dog, very loyal dog, kind of kind of prissy to say, like uh, kind of a stuck-up dog, you know, yeah. that's what he wants, but such a cutie. Uh, and I got that dog when I was 10, but um, when the house burnt down, I think I was like 12, and he, he woke us up. Uh, everybody was sleeping in the house at 6 a.m. So, I mean, or before 6. So, I mean, things could have went worse. Oh, God, yeah. Um, the the fire started right near my parents' bedroom. And the laundry room? the dog woke them up. Um, he had a workshop next door, like, next to the, uh, next to his bedroom. Ah. So that he built on. So, that caught on fire. There's a lot of, like, machinery in there, you know? Yeah. So... It was kind of dangerous. I think they might, maybe even there's gas tanks. I, I guess not though, because none of them exploded. Um, but we got out of there safe because my mom woke us up, my dog woke her up, and you know the the fire department came and they they did their job. Well, thank God, man, for sure. So um, I kind of told the audience in my first couple episodes uh, about my experience in the fire department, man, and uh, I think it all kind of. I had a similar experience though. We were able to kind of. Uh, kind of uh figured out before the house caught fire but we had a babysitter my, me my brother and my sister and uh, i was probably probably three years old my brother was four and my sister was uh probably one she's still a little baby but uh i still remember for whatever reason i get like kind of vivid pictures of uh there was my our babysitter was like boiling the pacifier on the stove and the dumb the dumb chick fell asleep and the smoke starts bellowing out of the uh kitchen area man so um me and my brother somehow we he I got up on his back he he got over on all fours I got up on his back got my sister out of the um, out of the crib and we ran we went to the front door <laughs> we were so young we didn't even bother waking her up you know we just went to the front door and about that time my my folks got home opened the door and seen the uh, the pot burning on the stove and uh, they were able to kind of go and um, take it off the stove and keep it from lighting up man thank God but uh it was pretty cool man I guess that was kind of my first experience. Uh, my first realization that, uh, I don't know, my first experience in the fire service, I guess you could say, man. But, uh, yo, 
and you were we were afraid, obviously, right? Oh yeah, man. We we knew that the smoke. We knew that something bad was going on, man. So we had to get our butts out of there. And we, yeah. It's cool that me and my brother were able to work together to get my sister out too. But um, heck yeah, man. Shoot, even even when I was in the fire department, I was I was afraid. You know, certain fires, you go in and you can't see squat, man. All you can hear is popping, and you don't know if uh, something's gonna fall down from the attic. You know, you don't know you don't know at all, man. Basically, you're just going off of uh, off of instinct and training. But, uh, I, I can't imagine, man. I can't imagine that shit. That, that, that's, that's hard work, dude. That's, that's something to be proud of doing, you know, people need to do it. Oh, for sure, man. And, uh, I love it. Takes, it takes a certain type of person to do it, man. Yeah, man. It was, it was pretty awesome, yeah. bro. And I took it really seriously. I mean, I, I was just out of high school when I got into that. And, uh, luckily technology came around, man. We had something called a thermal imaging camera that you could actually see through the smoke. And basically you're, you're, you're detecting heat signatures and, um, I use that a lot, man, for my visibility, because um, you know I didn't like I didn't like going in blindly, so I wanted to be able to see things, see people, you know, um, victims laying on the floor. You can see where the hot spots are, see where the fire's coming from. Um, so that was always my job to make sure I had that imaging camera. And uh, yeah, man, it was cool, man. There was a lot of uh, a lot of things fulfilling about that job for sure. Unfortunately, uh, I always felt like I needed to be doing something more, man. I felt like I needed to make uh, make a platform for myself to where I can help more people, you know, people that I cared about. Absolutely, man. I, I, I'd love to, uh, you know, that's, that's one of my visions in life, you know, is to make charities and stuff, you know? Oh yeah. And, um, like help programs that, you know, help people in need, you know, help people like for me, I want, I want to help people who have gone through similar situations to me, you know, that never got help because, you know, there's just some situations, you know, people just don't deserve to go through them you know like you have you have the shock of losing all your stuff you know losing where you live losing your items you know like your your parents are in despair you know when your house burns down i'm saying you know your parents are broken like you're maybe in your new i mean i didn't have to go to a new school district luckily but i'm saying like sometimes you gotta move you know you don't got nothing yada 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 and and there's no real, there's no real help for that stuff, you know. Like you're stuck with all the financial damages and repercussions, and you're crushed, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's no outlet for that. Yeah. And, and it's wrong. It's, it's wrong, in my opinion. Well, you know that's commendable, man, and it's it's something that I always kind of bring up as we're talking and going through these conversations. And uh, I look forward to having a weekly podcast with you, man. But you know the stuff that we've been through and and how we were raised our childhood and all that is has kind of developed our the tra- trajectory of who we we were to become you know so hell yeah I, I know you can probably agree to this man is you know through, i don't really have a lot of regrets from my childhood and i don't i don't hold my uh i don't hold it against my parents for some of the things we went through you know i just i i understand man i have em- empathy toward them um and like you said bro Absolutely. i, I want to use that experience and use what I've been through to, to let other kids know and other, other young adults that are struggling with the stuff, some of the stuff I've struggled with, uh, let them know they're not alone, man. And they're not, they're not, uh, they're not going through it by themselves for sure. Um, so as we kind of go through your life a little bit and get into kind of what you're doing now, man, and how you're setting yourself up for the future. Um, so you're 12 years old, man. Um, did you guys move a lot after the, I mean, after the fire before and after the fire? Well, you know, no, we only moved from Riverside, Rhode Island, little little town, to to the Bristol. My grandma lived. Uh, she had passed away. Like she was like 93. She lived an awesome life. That lady was friggin' going to the ballroom at 90. You know, you can only wish for a life like that. Oh, kid, man. <laughs> I still want to. You know, um, this, to this day, is go out and dance, man. For some reason, I just I I love to dance, man. It just brings out a lot of energy and a lot of joy for a lot of people, man. So, you know, if I, I wish I can get my. Good God, I just got hit by a cart. That sucks. Um, in the parking lot here. A shopping cart? Yeah, a shopping cart just ran. Oh, my God. No kidding. It was hit me. Wow. Uh, I hope it didn't dent my Dude, car. I heard that. Good God. I heard that. I felt like a car hit me. Hey, man. It, I, it sounded like it, dude. Damn, you definitely have some uh some paint damage there. <sighs> That's about freaking right, man. But anyways, man. Hey, hey man, brush off, brush off your shoulder. Yeah. Brush it off. Yeah, one thing after another, man. You know? But hey, you got to do what you you know things happen, so you just it's just how you take it, man. But um. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. So that's funny. Funny that happens right right around the phone. Just bullshit happens. Bang. You know that that's life. No kidding. Life for you for sure, and, bro. And you got to handle it. You got to handle it right. You, you can't freak out. You know, like 
you know, like you can't, you can't freak out. You got to just figure out what you're going to do out. Or, you know? It remind me of a saying, man, you know, without the darkness or without the cold, you wouldn't appreciate the heat. You wouldn't appreciate the light, you know? So, I mean, it, things happen, like you said, and it's all about how you handle it. And, you know, it, it makes things, uh, whenever you do accomplish them and when you do get to where you want to be, it makes it all that, all the much sweeter. Um, but yeah, man. So again, I, I'm super pumped that I was able to connect to you on Instagram, man. And uh, I, I'm excited about our, our um, opportunities to bring a lot of value for our listeners, man. Um, so let's kind of skip. Yeah, absolutely, man. Let, let's just... I, I really like think besides just my company and, you know, besides like, I don't know exactly what your mission is, but I think we could help people, you know, like in the sense of, you know, like you're not alone. Cause I, I feel like a lot of people, you know, like I, I, that, that might be the image like later on or whenever, but it's just like a lot of people, you know, it's just like you feel alone because when you have a lot of problems, you know, people don't want to hear about your problems, you know, other people. Right. Most people. Um, they want, they, suck. Yeah. They don't, they're like, Oh, I have my own problems, you know? Exactly. So like, and none of and none of them talk to them. Nobody has that uh, the catharsis, a a which is a salubrious release of emotions, or it's something like that. Some some advanced vocabulary. I'm a I'm a mathematics guy. Catharsis <laughs> is a good word. Yeah. <laughs> you I can know, tell, man. And you need this. It, it's like an, a release of emotions. You know. Oh yeah. And in order to get that, you've got to talk about your problems, and and on top of talking about them. You know, and bringing them into the light and not being afraid to talk about it, you know, even if it takes all your strength, that'll make you feel better. Yeah, there's a sense of relief and that comes make, with it. Hell yeah. And then, and then there's also, you know, other people can relate and you help them. For sure. Man. You know, and now they're less afraid. Now they're less afraid to talk about their problems because it's similar to yours, you know? Absolutely, man. And that's, that's kind of one of my goals for sure with the podcast, brother, is, uh, you know, along with the emotional value that we bring. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued and interested in, to get into uh, kind of some financial stuff and how we can help people along that road too, you know, whether it's uh, doing what I'm doing with video production and, and social media strategy or, or doing what you're doing and, and uh, teaching people how to, how to uh, buy and tr trade stocks, man. It's pretty, it's pretty cool that, uh, you know, that we're on the same wavelength as far as the emotional side goes, but, um, you know, we're also wanting to use our Absolutely. platform and our expertise to, to bring value in that sense too. Um, I actually, I actually have somebody else who could help us and other business owners. Um, you know, he makes, uh, he makes robots that go on, go into Instagram and they, uh, and they basically like and comment comments that you, uh, make first, like five to 10 or whatever you make them. And you and he likes things and comments on things that are, are part of the hashtags you tell him. Right. So you tell him like five, six hashtags, you know, you say hashtag like for me, hashtag entrepreneur, hashtag stocks, hashtag business, hashtag finance, you know. Yeah. And I and, and my thing posts stuff like let's get it, um, you know, things that I would say. And it's just so that, you know, the right people get connected to my account. Oh, that's awesome, man. It's, it's like an algorithm-based, basically. And uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it a lot, man. He talks about uh, messenger bots and how, you know, they have those responses, those kind of uh, uh, embedded responses that will uh, engage with, with people that are reaching out to your page. But, uh, but no, man, it's, it's pretty cool. And I definitely would be interested in speaking with the guy. Um, yeah, well, no, no, he's, 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 actually, actually, he's actually he's working under, under me. me. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah, so me and him made it man. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'm kind of like, I can hear like an echo hardcore. Let me uh, let me turn it down a little bit here. I've got you through my Bluetooth. Um, Yeah, well, maybe we can get him on the uh, podcast uh, along with the, the both of us uh, next week, man, for sure. Yeah, maybe. He can talk about his bot. He's he's a genius. He really is. He's he's highly talented. And, you know, he, he I don't know if he knows it. <laughs> I'm not sure. A lot of people, but, man. He might, but have, I know it. He might just be a humble guy, you know. And that's kind of how I am. I feel like I'm, I'm uh, a little higher in emotional intelligence than I am, uh, you know, IQ. But uh, you know, at the same time, I feel like I'm definitely a pretty smart fellow, pretty well rounded as well. But um, but one of the things, yeah, man, absolutely, you sound like it. You know, <laughs> is the uh, is the echo sounding better? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Before I could like hear myself after I said it, I was like, oh man. Yeah, yeah. For Good sure. conversation with myself. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully it sounds yeah. a little better now, man. But um, but yeah, bro. Um, yeah, no, it does. So let's uh, let's kind of keep chugging along here, brother. So uh, you know, uh, middle life here. I know twelve years old is about half your life. Um, about twelve years ago for you, man. But uh, so tell me a little bit about your high school and kind of how it set you up and kind of formed you to to be where you're at today. Well, you know, um, after my house burned down, uh, I'd already had two disabled parents. So, so one of them, you know, didn't even have this ability yet because they weren't giving it to him, even though, you know, he's one of those people who absolutely deserve and need it. So, you know, my family lived on about 10,000 a year for 10 years or, or so it was, it was about 10,000 a year from like before the fire even. You know, so maybe like 10 to 20 or um, I, I don't know exactly the age range, but we lived on very limited funds for a long time. You know, is that something that uh, uh, that you were pretty um, self uh, that you were self aware about as you were getting into high school? Did you know that you guys were short on uh, short on cash and kind of uh, low income household? Yeah, absolutely. It took me going to. Um, the private, I mean, I was at the private school and I knew I wasn't as rich as them, but that was fine. Cause they were all like, a lot of them were stinking rich, <laughs> right? you know, but, um, but once I went to, once I, once my house burned down, I went to public school and all that, um, my, my family's financial status changed drastically, you know, um, because, because all the savings and all, all of the money my dad saved over all the years he worked, you know, hundreds of thousands were gone to rebuild the house. Jeez. I guess you guys you know. didn't have any fire insurance. Oh, we did. It just, I just, it wasn't enough. And yeah. I guess my dad wanted to keep the property. You yeah, know? That's sad, man. I mean, what, so. that's why I have a hard time even with car insurance, man. It's like, uh, you know, granted, I might have to make a claim on that damn cart that just hit me, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, yeah. I drive safely, yeah. man. And, uh, I, I never make an insurance claim. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it seems like a waste of money for me to, to pay out insurance money to, uh, an insurance company that's not even going to cover, you know, the damages appropriately. And it, I don't know, it just seems like a sham for me, man. And thinking about your house in that situation is even more um, evidence of that. And we can even go into medical insurance the same way, man. I mean, you, you pay for medical insurance just to go and still have to pay a copay every time you go uh, and still buy all your yep. prescriptions. You know, it's like, what, what am I doing here? And they don't even, and they don't even take care of you. Right. Healthcare. Exactly, man. You know, they're trying to they're trying to keep you sick because then the pharmaceutical industry makes their money. Right, right, and pharmaceuticals giving them payoffs because uh, they're pushing their products, man. And big pharmacy is a big problem in this country, man, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about the cannabis industry, man, and really helping these cannabis brands um, make some uh, disruption in, in the uh, in the medical market as well as uh, you know obviously recreational and whatnot, but. Uh, I just think it's a huge, huge opportunity to uh, to kind of um, put those guys in their places, man. They, they've been they've been for too long. They've been pushing their way around here, you know, bullying their way around here, man. And it's time for change, for sure. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, I think I think the movement has come to a point, man, where you can't stop it. You know, the pharmaceutical industry can try as hard as they want, but people are seeing the truth, and the truth is that there is a natural cure. For so many different ailments, oh yeah, that pharmaceutical industry can't take it because it is gonna mess them up once everybody knows. Right. You right. know. You're exactly right, man. And, and they're that's trying why, their damnest to stop it. Oh hell yeah! That's probably the only reason it stopped. You know, that's probably where all the money for stopping it's coming from. You know, like the DEA wants it to keep going, probably, but like they don't have enough money to keep it going. The the big pharma, those are the big monies. That's probably oh, yeah. keeping it going. Yeah, they're the ones, you know, they're Amgen, the, uh, the swamp Amgen, that you hear about. Pfizer, all, the, all the big companies, you know, the big pharmaceuticals. Oh, yeah, Pfizer, Permanente, and all that crap, man. But um, I'm sure you Absolutely. can talk on that for days, man, having parents and coming from where you um, – from your experiences, bro. Um, but tell me a little bit more. Did you always like math when you were in school? Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, I was in the Math Olympics in uh, second and third grade. <laughs> I was selected out of like three in my class or something. It was a small class, but still. Right. And, no, that's cool. uh, And yeah, I was like the first kid in my class to learn the multiplication table. You know. Uh, I, I always won awards for. 
for being number one in mathematics uh, throughout my whole life. Um, I took uh, I took the SATs when I was twelve. Actually. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't finally take it till I, senior yeah, year. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 the thing is that that's cool is that I did, uh, I did it at 12 and I did better than a lot of seniors. Wow. Know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, that like, subject is, um, when we were learning our multiplication tables in third grade, my motivation, we used to play a game where we'd like basically have a relay race and we'd have two lines lined up and we'd do like two versus two. Uh, four versus four, and we basically have to solve it, and then you move to the next one. So it was like a competition, you know, and that's always kind of been what's, yep. what's driven me. I mean, I played football all my life growing up, and that competi- competitive aspect of it, man, is what kind of helped me learn, uh, you know, math. And I did, did end up liking math more than I, than I thought I would, but science was really my, my, um, my favorite subject for sure in school. But um, did you play sports much in school? You know, I played I- – I played a few sports, you know, not too many. Not, not too huge um, on it? I was, uh, yeah, I was more focused on, uh, when I was in high school, I was more focused on my education, you know, and getting good grades. That's cool, um, man. I did play some not sports. Not a lot of kids are like that. Yeah, you know, I was, I, I worked out five days a week, you know, at the gym, spent an hour, an hour and a half, you know. Um, I partied more than a younger kid should have, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah. But, uh. I don't, I don't party anymore. I kind of got out of my system at a younger age, you know? Me too, man. I didn't actually start till probably 18. You know, I, I was always against it because I was so focused on football. And, man, if you asked me in high school what I wanted to be when I grow up, I, I wanted to play football in the NFL, which <laughs> being, wow. a, being five foot eight, you know, 145 pounds soaking wet, I quickly realized that that probably wasn't going to happen. Um, I mean, if but, you were like 165, it could work. Yeah, probably. maybe, but then I had to be blazing fast, man, which I was re- always really quick, but I just wasn't super fast. But um, yeah, you gotta be like Hussein, Hussein Lightning. What's that? Hussein, Hussein Bolt. Bolt. That yeah. guy's name. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be as fast as him, bro. No kidding, <laughs> man. And that that just wasn't coming naturally for me, man. So uh, it was shortly after that, whenever I I was uh, kind of I got my own house pretty early, and I actually moved out of my house uh, and was living with my girlfriend at 15, 16 years old. Um, just due to some of the things wow. I was going through with my parents, you know, my parents, like I told you a little bit, you know, they were struggling with some things, uh, you know, including addiction. And uh, we we're just kind of, you know, unlike yourself, which is one of the probably few things that we kind of uh, have some differences in, man, is that we moved a lot, man. I, I lived in Florida at one point with the school there for a little while. Washington State, I lived there for a while. Obviously, Texas back and forth. Um, shortly after high school, we went to Louisiana, man, but that's that's when I got all my partying in. I mean, up until I met my wife, probably at 23 years old, it was 18 to 23 was go time, man. I mean, in Baton Rouge, New Orleans, I went home, uh, you know, as much as I could to party with all my high school buddies, man. And we, you know, we had a good time. And, and like you said, I, I got it out of my system pretty quick and really don't have a lot of desire to um, get crazy like that anymore, especially, uh, you know, as far as alcohol is concerned. I don't know, man. I just, it, for me, it, like, uh, I don't know if it's my Indian blood or whatever it is, man, but it just kind of, uh, my give-a-damn is out the window at that point, man. I don't care. I mean, I have a good time. Don't get me wrong, but uh feels yep. terrible the next day, man. I just can't do it anymore. And I finally kind of got around to uh, cannabis once I moved to Colorado and uh, made a world of difference for me, man. And, you know, I, I was, once I got out of the car business, I was in a in a pretty dark place, man. I mean, I was, I just, I, my self-esteem was shot. I kind of lost myself and, you know, it was making an impact on, on me and my wife's marriage and our relationship. And man, I, I went and seen a doctor about it and, you know, credit to big pharma again, they, they threw me on some antidepressants and to counteract that, um, they gave me some anxiety pills too, man. So, you know, I, I couldn't take the anxiety pills because it like just knocked me out every time. And, uh, the depressants I took for like a month and a half, the antidepressants, and, um, man, I, about two weeks after I stopped and I just kind of weaned myself off of it, uh, once the first prescription was done and man, I felt horrible, bro. I didn't realize it, man, but like I was, I was feeling like I really would have, you know, some of those suicidal thoughts that, you know, well, the world, nobody needs me. Nobody cares about me. You know, people, people, uh, would be better off without me, you know? So I was having kind of those yep. really dark thoughts, man. And, uh. I started getting, I started trying uh, edibles to kind of counteract some of that. And man, it made a world of difference for me. And, uh, 
you know, it's, it's unfortunate. So you're saying even are you saying that even off the antidepressant, you're having the uh, the suicidal thoughts? Yeah, I think and all I was that, having or? like withdrawals, man. Once I once I uh, got off of them, yeah. about two weeks after, I was uh, I was like super low, man, and it was probably uh, you know that that chemical dependency on that antidepressant BS. And, uh, well, well, absolutely, and and the brain chemistry changes from all that medication, so now you're dealing with a whole different monster, you know? Exactly, man, and, you know, not to mention some of the mental uh, health stuff that's, you know, hereditary to an extent from my parents, and, you know, it's it's unfortunate because my dad, he, he went through a lot of stuff as a young kid, too, that kind of set him up to where he is now, you know, he was kind of the one, the one child out of five kids that had a different dad, so he always kind of like wanted to be accepted and wanted to be the same and wanted to, you know, wanted his, uh, our papal to, uh, to love him like his own. And, you know, he always did credit to, to, uh, Mr. Albert Carroll Ray, but, uh, he was, he was an awesome guy, man. And, uh, shortly after he, he died, my, my dad really kind of pretty, took it pretty hard, but, um, but yeah, man, I mean, we, we, we struggled with a lot of stuff growing up. I mean, I was, I grew up in the hood basically everywhere I went. Just to give you a little bit of context, man, I haven't talked about this yet on the podcast, but um, my best friend right. from third grade to fifth grade was a kid named Daniel Bond, man. We were, we were best buds. We were in the same class, third grade, fourth grade. Fifth grade, we were in different homerooms, but uh, we were still really good buddies. Grew up in the same uh, neighborhood, but he was into, he ended up getting, at 10 years old, man, in fifth grade, um, he got shot and killed uh, going in between um, – there was like a little shortcut that we would take to the park. And uh, I guess there was some older 15 year old kid that was back there playing with a gun and somehow managed to shoot Daniel right in the chest. Um, so that was kind of the first little, uh, first little notch on, you know, I had to go to his funeral. And as you can imagine, that kind of uh, still st- sticks with me. I still get some images of uh, seeing in the casket, you know? So um, that's probably. Was she your best friend at the time? Oh yeah, he was my best friend all the way through uh, for the two year, two and a half years prior to the third grade, and we were best buds ever since. It was crazy, man. Because yeah. uh, yeah, that's wild, dude. See, I don't know what that's like. That's, that's, that's a that's something I don't know what that's like. That's 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 wild. Yeah, it, it was pretty crazy, man. And I, I used to go and stay the night at the the kid's house all the time, and um, I knew his mom and dad really well, and uh, it was crazy, man. So I ended up seeing his mom probably right after high school, around 18, and um, his mom was working at McDonald's, and I recognized her, and I said, hey, um, I'm Chase, you're Daniel's mom, right? And she's like, yeah, and she she did not remember me at all. She was just like, she seemed checked out, man. She was like, yeah, my son died, at, you know, a, a while back, and I was like, yeah, I, I know. I was at the funeral, you know. I wanted to tell her that, but I was just, I don't know. It kind of, like, shocked me that she didn't remember me. It was just uh, – crazy man i couldn't you know again that's why I'm, I'm always so grateful to this day is that you know as bad as things get some from time to time uh you know i, I haven't lost my son and I, I could never imagine something like that happening to me man and uh it's um it's unfortunate man but again it's 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 what's led me uh it's what's given me the uh the passion and the skill set that i have today um so let's uh let's get forward just a little bit man let's get into a little bit about uh what you're doing now and uh and how you see it uh, impacting your trajectory moving forward. All right. I mean, uh, what do you mean? The, like how everything. Give us like a reader's is, digest. Uh, give us like a reader's digest, man. We, we know you, you're trading stocks and whatnot, but uh, give us like a reader's digest of uh, how you got into stock trading and uh, how you're, how you're uh, working with it right now. All right. Well, you know, it's a little bit of a, it's a long story, but I can, I can go slow. Um, yeah, yeah summarize a little bit for us, man. Yeah, uh, I'm summarize. Definitely, and uh, and yeah, I can I can summarize it pretty easily. Um, not easily, but I'll work on it as I go. You know, my mind is a computer, right? <laughs> In its That's own great, way. Um, yeah. so basically, so basically, you know, my house burnt down at 12, and I I had a lot of money before. In my opinion, I had whatever I wanted. You know. And afterwards, I had nothing, you know, I couldn't go to prom, I couldn't buy my, you know, my dog that my parents bought me was $2,000 when I was 10. And my car I bought with my own like labor at 16 and a half with $1,100. Because my goal was always to have a car when I graduate when I when I not when I graduated when I uh, got my, my license. So I did that, you know, and I worked hard labor to get it. 
And um, basically, uh, I worked hard labor. The I worked hard labor when I was 16 and 17, and then 17 and 11 months, I had had enough money because I got paid really good that past summer. And I invested money with my father. Um, I had him put the money in for me. And when I was 17 and 11 months, and then I I doubled my money the next week. The next week, I put the seven the 1600 dollars I put in. Um, the next week I was in class and it doubled that day. Uh, so wow. I made $1,600 in a day and I was, so how'd you know where to old. invest your money in? Well, I had been watching this for years, man. You know, oh, I'd been watching it for two, three years. I was ready. I've been watching the news. I, I I've been studying this stuff for many years. Um, That's awesome, man. And, so you doubled up I your money. Way- Yep, I, I put way more hours in than I've gotten paid because I I love it, you know. I'm I'm really really talented at it now, but um I haven't gotten what I deserve back yet. But I'm I, I believe and I'm I believe wholeheartedly that in my life I will, you know, because I've made I've made a lot of money doing it. Yes, but have I made enough for the amount of hours I've put in? Absolutely not. Um, so so I right. doubled my money in the week. I mean, that, that day, so it was a week later, but that day I doubled my money and I realized I made more money than every single teacher I saw that day, you know, <laughs> um, $70,000 a year, right. Which is a top salary for teachers really, or around oh, yeah. there, which is wrong in my opinion, totally wrong. Should be oh, a yeah. lot They're higher. Vastly underpaid, a lot higher, man. I'm that, glad that's a whole other story. That, that's that's, sure, that's a whole sure. other story, right? <laughs> that's a whole yeah, other podcast. Sure, oh man. my God. And then, so, <laughs> so $35 an hour times eight hours, you know, you got two forty and 40, that's two eighty. They're making, let's say in a day, or well, let's say they make like two forty, two thirty after taxes. Let's say 200 flat. Cause all the teachers vary, whatever. $200 flat a day times. I see six, seven teachers, you know, that's $1,400. I mean, I made $1,600 in a day. So the people who are teaching me, you know, no offense to them, but I made more than all of them combined that day, you know? Right. And that's when I was hooked. Oh yeah, I can imagine, man. I can yep. definitely imagine. And I've that. never seen, and I've never seen money like that, you know. So I, obviously, uh, at sixteen and seventeen, it wasn't marijuana stocks that you're invested in. Uh, talk about a little bit about your transition from uh, trading regular stocks and kind of how you transitioned in toward uh, the cannabis industry. Okay, okay. Well, it's actually, it's actually like I started with the cannabis at sixteen, seventeen, and then I moved on to the real wow. ones, really. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. So the marijuana stocks are, well, well, the marijuana stocks are where I started, you know? Ah, see, I didn't know that. I I didn't imagine that there was uh, too many stocks, uh, public, publicly um, traded companies out there um, back in, you know, I guess it started in 2009. So yeah, I guess you're right. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I started watching, you know, the markets in 2009 ish and um, the marijuana stocks, I believe started coming out in 2010. Uh, but I was watching them. I'm not sure the exact date they started coming out, you know, because that wasn't that wasn't relevant, you know. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't relevant until my I made my first trade, you know, February, beginning of February, 2012. You know, I, that's when I made my first trade, and I have it documented still to this day. Um, and and that and that's where that's when I started, you know. But I wasn't watching it for like a year or two beforehand. So I traded the marijuana stocks, 17. Um. I ended up that I took that money out to go to college and that investment would have been worth 30,000 if I held it for a few more months. Man. I bought it for 1600 in February and in August it was worth 1600. I sold it for college, you know, obviously a mistake by November. Yeah. That investment was 10,000 and by February that investment was 30,000 if I had held it. Wow. Man, that's, uh, you know? that, that sucks, man, for sure. But, hey, you know, at the same time, again, man, whether it's the people that you met in college or some of the experiences that you went through, you know, um, again, man, without it, you wouldn't be who you are today. Oh, I still talk to them today, and I'm, I actually have a meeting with one of them soon, you know. And, uh, yeah, I talk to a, a few of them now still from Boston. Oh, don't tell me you're a Patriots fan. Oh, absolutely, bro. Go oh, you sick bastard, man. man. We were having such a good conversation until then. 
Oh man, no, <laughs> that's funny. I know everybody <laughs> on the podcast, right? If there's anybody, whoever's listening, dude, they're just like, yeah, I'm opting out. He's a Patriots fan. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We yeah. really screwed that one up, man. Uh, no, I'm a Raider fan no. too, so it's probably not much better. Word, word. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care too much for sports. I just, I just like watching Tom Brady because he surprises me. You know, yeah, I'm not yeah. much he's of a, a beast, sports man. Fan. You got to give credit where it's due, man. But um, you know, along you that, to. along Even that road. Even if it's your competition, you got to give credit, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and like I said, like I was going to say, that uh, level, on that road, yeah, man, bro. credit to you, bro. Credit to you to kind of go through what you went through and, you know, having kind of come out of that, that darkness and uh, and really kind of start making uh, making a life for yourself, man. And, and um, being, at, being four years younger than me, man, it's cool that you know what you're really interested in, what you really care about. And uh, where you want to go, man, because, uh, you know, mid-20s is kind of a slippery slope for a lot of people. And it's cool that you were able to kind of get through that at a younger age. It'll, it'll definitely set you up for when you get, get in your 30s, man, and you're really rocking and rolling. Well, you know what? I was actually forced to, uh, you know, I haven't even gone into much of what I do. But, I mean, I guess it's a life story podcast, right? Or uh, a talking yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah, a little bit, man. But... <laughs> this yeah, one. Yeah, for the first one, man. Especially since we'll have you on uh, an episode a week, if we can, if we can help it. Uh, I like for people to know yeah. who you are, you know, so add a little bit of credibility to you, and uh, that way, ultimately, you know, they can uh, they can see where you're coming from, so they can uh, listen to your some of your insight on on what you're doing, man, and some of your expertise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's better. Maybe I think you might have a good approach because I think it's better if somebody knows who I am. You know, because my website, you know, I offer for, I, I ask for a little bit of money and, you know, like for the amount of effort and all the time I've been through, like, you know, like if people knew who I am, it'd be easier for them to say, yeah, I'll give this guy 10 bucks to see what he knows, you know, cause it's, it's hard for people right. to give money to somebody cause there's a lot of shysters on the internet and, you know, oh, yeah. I'm offering, I'm offering a service that has, that's way undervalued, grossly undervalued because, you know, I love what I do. And I don't want to make a killing doing it. I just want to make enough, you know. And if it ends up being huge, you know, that's fine. And I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be very charitable. But um, if it ends up being just decent and can pay the bills, that's fine too. And I'll give my all to it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. Now uh, you'll know that once we kind of do more of these, man. That I, I reference uh, Gary Vaynerchuk a lot, man. And he wrote a book, uh, and it's, it's based on the concept of, uh, he calls it jab, 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 right hook uh, in boxing terms. And uh, what he means by that is, uh, you know, the jab is giving value. So you're giving value, giving value, and your right hook is when you when you ask, when you ask for your audience to uh, go ahead and do something for you, man. And uh, that's, yep. as we start doing more episodes, that's what I want to do with, um, as far as the social media strategies. I want to give value, man, give value, give value, and, and ultimately that, that right hook is going to be easier to come across. Um, you know, and it, it'll make them, it'll make our audience, and man, it'll make our followers and our fans, um, it'll make them want to reach out to us, man, and we won't have to go out and, and make the sale, they'll just, they'll see the value in who we are and what we're doing and, and the uh, the information that we're giving out, and they'll want to get involved with us, man, and I, I believe in it wholeheartedly. Um, oh, absolutely, so, man. The, the causes we're talking about, they're real, and you know oh, what, yeah. and they're under, they're under discussed, you know, I don't know if that's even a word. But uh, they're not yeah, disgusting I think enough, it is, man. you know. Yeah, they're really sure. not. You know, like the real shit, the real stuff going on. You know, it's fake news. You know, Donald Trump, whatever, hate him, hate him or love him, who gives a shit? Fake news. He said that, and it's true. You know. Oh yeah, the there's plenty fake. of it out it's made, there. Dude, it's made to be negative. Yeah, you for know? the ratings, man. That's um, what, you know. Again, that's that, that's a whole subject on its own as well. You know, but uh, you know, propaganda, propaganda at its finest. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I wanted to kind of take this time a little bit to kind of tell you a little bit about, um, you know, obviously some of my, some of my expertise and how I think that, um, my particular skill set can help you get your word out some more, man, and get, get, um, get your, uh, your voice and your message into a lot more people's ears, man. And, uh, you know, obviously Instagram is a great platform to do that these days. I mean, there's so many people using Instagram, but it's, it's about how you use it, man. And uh, as I as I move forward, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing a lot more videos. And uh, I seen your post the other day about not having a haircut, and that's kind of the, the predicament I'm in. I need to get a haircut so I can feel comfortable getting on the camera, man. But uh, one of the things that he talks about and uh, that I believe in is is documenting as opposed to creating. 
So as you're going through your day, man, if you can get content, um, thinking about how you're going to document your journey, document your day, um, you know, whether it be videos, um, a written article, or just a post, podcast, which I'm glad that you're going to be involved in, you know, moving forward. But um, documenting as opposed to creating, man. And uh, too many people kind of get into that mental block, I guess, kind of like a writer would uh, when they're writing books, uh, get into a mental block and, and kind of talk themselves out of um, – you know, publishing content or whatever it is, man. And, and really, oh, absolutely, quantity, man. it's hard quantity. It's hard. It is hard, man. And I, I, I'm in that same boat, you know, but really in this day and age, quantity is better than quality. And, and as we do this stuff more, man, the quality is going to come around and it's going to get better and better and better. And uh, even in my podcast, I mean, I think this is episode number six or seven and every episode literally that I've done so far, I'm like, Oh man, that was my best one. I'm feeling really you good know, about this one, man. You know, that means that means your skills are increasing, man. You're getting better. You know, you're learning. I like to think so, man, for sure. I definitely like to think so. Um, but um, you know, along so that, I, along those lines, man. Go ahead. Uh, well, I wanted to go a little. I wanted to give a little shed uh, of light on why I uh, why I chose entrepreneurship so young, because it's kind of a little short skit that I kind of missed. Yeah, yeah, fill me kinda, in. I think I feel it. like it's necessary, you know, for the first um the first podcast I'm doing. Sure, um, absolutely, man. Let it, so, let us hear it, brother. We we definitely are interested. So so basically, um, you know, I uh I had my jaw broken when I was 19. Uh, I was at a bar. Ooh. I probably shouldn't have been there. And uh, <laughs> this guy just um. You know, he picked a fight with me for no reason, and he, uh, yeah, there was literally no reason. I mean, the reason, I mean, maybe there was a reason, but it was too dumb to be a reason, you know? And, uh, and and this guy sucker shotted me, and he did it again and again, and he was a, uh, he was an ex-military, ex-marine, uh, golden gloves boxer, you know, 240 pounds, big guy, he knew what he was doing. And, and he, and I was, I was drunk. I was too drunk. I was 19 and I was overly intoxicated, which, you know, I, I don't do that anymore. Cause that's what, that's what can happen when you drink too much. That, you know? Exactly right. And real quick before I, before I don't want to interrupt you, man, but, uh, yeah. I, same thing. I was 19 years old in a bar and, uh, you know, I, coming okay. from the hood, I used to like to freestyle back in the day, just like to hang out and freestyle. And I was, uh, oh, I yeah. freestyling with these, dude, we had a good time doing it, man. And, uh, we, I was freestyling with these guys. And for whatever reason, this guy kept saying, this big guy, he was uh, shorter than me, but he was freaking thick as a tree trunk, man. And he uh, he kept talking about ba- wanting to battle me. And I, I was pissed drunk, too, just like you said, you know. And, uh, you know, I was like, I don't want to battle you, man. I just want to flow, brother. What are you talking about? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, chilling. Exactly. Yeah, happy yeah, drunk. Yeah. Happy drunk, you know, having right? Having a good time. For having sure, a good for sure, time. Man, I'm, I'm so social. Uh, I mean, I'm such an introvert, yep. man, that I'm just out there, bro. And this guy kept that's, wanting that's to battle me. That's where I was, and, too, man. I was in the same mood. Next thing I, I know, smiling, man, he bro. cold cocked me. But luckily, it was wow. just one shot. But he cold cocked me, man, put me down on the ground. Didn't knock me out, but I remember getting up like, damn. And uh, he uh, he got me good, man. But, you know, uh, so I've been there too. But uh, go ahead, man. So you, You've so you been, you been assaulted for no – you've been having – you've had a good time and been chilling, and then you just get assaulted yeah. by some asshole. <laughs> For right. no reason, man. You know, I guess he, no had, he might have had his own struggles, man. But no reason at but all. But still, go ahead and do What that do you mean? Me. You don't hit, dude. Everybody's got struggles. You don't just hit somebody else. Right. Yeah, you know? I'm with you on that, man. But who knows, man? Maybe he was abused as a kid and, and raped or something. And maybe I. Who knows, man? Who freaking knows? But you know, I don't hold yeah, it against him. Yeah, who knows? I guess. But you're uh, right. yeah, so so uh, continue, man. I I didn't want to interrupt you there, but uh, so. You got your job. No, it's cool, dude. It's it's nice. It's nice to have the insight. You know, you're like, yeah, I've I've had that happen too. So I'm sure I'm sure you were a bit afraid of bars and having a good time after that. No. Oh yeah, shoot. I even that same bar, man. Uh, they had Mardi Gras. It was huge down there in that town I was in, and I was at this bar with a friend. I was underage, so uh, I'd have my my little uh, daiquiri, which is uh like a super strong daiquiri down there, and I had it out in the car, and um I couldn't drink in the bar obviously being 19, so I went out to the car. Finished my uh, started kept started drinking on my thing, and some guy comes rolling up behind me, man, with a little uh, little revolver, and he's like, yo, 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 and uh, holds me up, man. I had six dollars to my name, six bucks. And he's like, hold on, right there, man. He's like, give me uh, you know, I forget the words he used exactly, but he uh, basically freaking robbed me. Uh, I gave him, my, I was like, yo, I just kind of was calm with him, you know. Here, I got six bucks, man. Take it all, take whatever you want. He he like passed me down, checked my socks, and uh, went through my my girlfriend's uh car. 
I was like, you got any uh, drugs? One of my drugs, too. Any drugs I might have had? He was trying to get that from me. And uh, the last thing he said to me was, you're a lucky bitch. And it took off. I was like, oh, shit. Well, you had nothing on you? Nothing, man. I had six dollars to my name, man. I didn't have no, I didn't have no drugs, and I didn't have no blood or nothing, man. And he uh, just took off, bro. Yeah. Well, luckily, I guess it's lucky to be broke at one point, right? Sometimes. <laughs> Even if I wasn't, man, I would have just gave it to him. You know, I, I ain't trying. Oh to yeah, up, absolutely. You know? I ain't trying to be no hero was... and, and disarm the fucker I... and try to get shot. You know, I... hell no. I was just saying the other day, you know, like I hung out with some. Uh, I was hanging out with some random people just that I was talking to over in the city with my buddy. You know, I wouldn't do that alone. And, you know, after I was having a conversation, I was like, you know, if those guys were, like, scary, which I, I got good vibes from them. They were cool. And, uh, and like, if I got bad vibes, like, like if, they, if they were going to take my car or something, because I have a nice car, you know, I'd say, I'd say here, like, and I'd be like, I'd be like, here's the keys. And I'd be like, hey, man, this is how you put it into sport mode. And this is Tiptronic. And, you know, <laughs> since it's not your car and you're already illegal, bro, smash this thing, bro. Like, bang, bang. Like, hit, pedal to the metal, dude. This thing's fast. Have some fun. And then I'd enjoy my walk home, you know? Yeah. i take the bus. Absolutely. Whatever. Right. Maybe I'll meet. Maybe, are you following maybe the police I'll meet, report? But you know what? No, no, not even. I'll be walking home. I won't be following a police report. I'll be like, I'm tired. You know, I need to hang out. I don't know. I mean, I'd call the police and report it, but I, pr- I probably would have to file a police report. You're right. You're right. So after that, yeah. See, I, I wasn't even I wasn't even gonna tell anybody when after I got robbed, I, I went back inside the bar and got, and just was hanging out and just I was kind of shook at that point and I wasn't gonna say anything. But then I was I started thinking like, man, what if this guy robs somebody else and accidentally kills him? I better go ahead and call. And uh, so I told the bar owners and uh, you know we got the cops out there or whatever and filed a little report. But uh, but no, man, we're 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 at 45 minutes now and I I want to try to keep it under an hour, man. So I don't I want you to kind of go into uh you know, into your, uh, your path, your journey there a little bit, man. All right. So, so the, the summarized journey, um, I, I tell a story slow a little bit sometimes, but, and we have the off track, you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, so my jaw was broken. Um, the summary is that my jaw was broken. Uh, you know, it caused me to have chronic migraines that got worse and worse and worse. Uh, I went to BCC, Bristol Community College, and I graduated from there, summa cum laude, which is the uh, highest honors. Um, then wow. I went to UMass Dartmouth afterwards for computational mathematics, and uh, it wasn't a very good school, but I did two semesters there, and then I worked for the Navy as a data analyst, uh, working with torpedoes and you know secret information, very cool stuff. Um, only 50 cool. data analysts in the country for the U.S. Navy. You know, we were the uh, we were the numbers behind the behind the Navy, really behind the the tor- the, the the submarines. You know, that's, that's it was pretty a really awesome, cool man. job. And you know, I had to uh, I had to stop that job because of my health. Um, so I stopped that job. I stopped tutoring. Um, I stopped going to school. Uh, so so I stopped tutoring and I stopped. No, I stopped. Stopped that job in, in, in August of 2016, and then I stopped tutoring and going to school in November because, first of all, the teachers the teachers were both terrible, and second of all, my health was bad, and third of all, I saw a great opportunity in the stock market. So, as I've done before, I took two grand or three grand, I put it into penny stocks, marijuana, I friggin' flipped it into 16,000 uh, in a month from the 3,000. I put it in the right place at the right time, and I sold it at the right time, exactly. And I, and I made a nice flip. Uh, after that, you know, I tried every single strategy of trading since then. Uh, all of 2017, you know, December of 2016, and all of 2018, I've been trading. Um, and I can't go into depth on how uh, – it's too much to tell exactly what I did. But, you know, I started short-term trading, which is like uh, – month to month, week to week, just normal stocks with leverage. So I'd do like 10, I'd do like 5,000 a trade cash, whatever. And I tried doing long-term, not enough profits. Then I tried doing, uh, let me think. And then, uh, so I just tried doing that for like three, four months and it, it wasn't enough profit. So I, uh, I ended up trying day trading in all in April. I got a day trading account. I got, went to debt, got a day trading account, tried day trading. I was trading like 90,000 or more a day. 
at a time, all right? You know, and my car was $1,000, and I'm trading 90000 at a time. Wild experience. And uh, wow. I keep going on, keep going on. I, I, I find out day trading sucks. I can't do it. So I stop day trading, and I go back to penny stocks. I take $10,000, my $10,000 account or whatever it was, 16, I think it was 16, and then I, I ran it up to 27,000 in a month with marijuana stocks in um, December of 26, in December of 2016. All right, I'm, I'm having a time lapse. That's all right. So sometime around there. Yeah, so I bought the marijuana stocks and I doubled my money. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, it was December of last year, December of 2017. All of the time morphs together. I've been just working on this stuff nonstop. I love it, and that's all I do. It's all I do. I've dedicated tens and tens of thousands of unpaid hours into this stuff. It's my passion, and if I don't get paid, I'm going to continue to do it. It doesn't matter, you know? Um, I love what I do. I was born for it, and I, I, I've known that for a while now. Um, well, that, and so, that, that's, I was going to say, man, that's awesome, bro. I mean, that's kind of why I, I was glad to have you on the podcast, man, because we're kind of establishing ourselves as a resource, you know, as far as – uh, trading, um, or even, you know, social media strategy, uh, you know, I want to be a resource for people and even emotional resource, you know, whenever people are need, need something to reach out to us. Um, uh, but that's awesome, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, you know, I actually then, so then I day traded, uh, so I day traded and then I figured out I didn't like that went all in on the marijuana stocks. Jeff sessions totally screwed that over when he re recalled the J Cole, not the J. Cole. J. Cole, I'm thinking of the, the artist. Yeah, the J. Cole memo, you know, the one that says, you know, get lit every day and it's, it's legal. Right. You know, that memo. Yeah, he man, I was worried about that too, you know? man. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, he rescinded the, the Cole memo and I woke up and I was down a third of what I had just made over the past like month and a half waiting. And, you know, it just like kind of kept going down and I didn't get out the profits I should have. Um, so that was crappy, but then I, I started imagine. trading stock options in February. Uh, when I com I completely got a marijuana stocks by February and I was in options now because this financial advisor guy I talked to told me to, and that took me a while. Like, and that was right when the market switched from bull to bear, whatever. It started getting crazy. It started from going up from going straight up. It went like, it started going up and down. So it went crazy and I lost a bunch of money trying to figure out options because they're very, very highly complicated. Uh, and now I, now I kill it at them. You know, that's the end of the story there, but my website is going to teach marijuana stocks. Cause that's the easiest way to get involved. And you know, it only takes two or three days and it takes like 20 minutes of your time a couple times and you can have marijuana stocks. It's, it's so simple. And, uh, I, and, and it's only simple because I've done it. So I've, I've invested for so long, I can teach it and make it very simple. And that's what right, I want right. to do because, because the other shit, this other stuff that I'm trading you know, it's too advanced to be trying to trade, to, to, to learn, to teach to somebody who's never even looked at a stock. It's, it's too much. It's, it's sensory overload. It's just, it's stupid. Right. It's like starting off at calculus three, you know, when you need algebra almost, or, right. or calculus three, when you need calculus one or pre-calculus, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just going way overboard. And I made a site, Zach's Trading Academy, and that's what I was trying to do, you know, penny stocks, options and all that. But now I'm just going to make a marijuana stock academy because, you know, marijuana stocks, that's that's the big thing, too. That's going to be the biggest industry. Oh, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. And uh, I definitely encourage you guys to go check out, uh, what would you say, it was Zachstrainingacademy.com? Zach's Trading Academy with a uh, K. Zach, right, Zach, Z-A-C-K, Zachstradingacademy.com. You guys definitely got to check it out, man. And uh, on this next podcast, bro, I'd like to go over a little bit, you know, about how you can use uh, social uh, social media to really get some people, uh, obviously to to know your story and you know know your uh, your um, your journey, um, but also to know your expertise, man, and uh, and ultimately get people to uh, head over to that site, man, and, and figure out how to start making some income outside of what they're doing daily. Because there's so many people out there, man, that aren't happy with where they're at right now and just want to do so much more, man. And I know that you're probably you're the same way, you know, just like myself. Um, that we want to use what we're doing now and really kind of take our, ourselves to the next level to be able to really make a difference in a lot more people's lives, man. And uh, like I said, we're getting pretty close to uh, 
to the uh, to the link that I like to keep these podcasts, man. But let's uh, let's definitely definitely link up next week, man. Sometime early next week, I'll get this one published uh, later today for sure, and uh, we'll get this thing rocking and rolling, man. I, I definitely appreciated your time on the show today. Absolutely, yeah. I love being on it, you know, because I do want my story out there, you know, because I want to be a. Uh, I, I don't only want to, you know, make money on the internet or whatever, you know. That's great. I want it to be my job, but. I also want to be an idea, you know, an idea that any obstacle can be overcome. You know, I've had a lot, I mean, every, people have had more or whatever, but I want, I want to be an idea that you can come from nothing with no help, with no, with nothing, you know, no help and nobody's helping you at all, period. You know, well, you I might, I might have to go over to your site myself, up. man, to be honest with you. I'm going to have to go over to your site and, uh, and get some, uh, get some, uh, read some trading for dummies. Because uh, like yeah. like you said, man, it's it's a bit of an overload for myself, just not knowing the terminology and the lingo. Um, so it will take a little bit of time, man. But I'm interested to see how you're able to articulate that and really make it relatable for a lot of people. Yep. Yep. It's in progress now, and uh, you know it should be uh, it should be it should be looking okay tonight. I'm gonna get some content up. Well, uh, keep grinding, man. Keep gro- keep going, and um, I-, I definitely would love to see some more stuff on your uh, on your Instagram, man. And I'll I'll definitely show some love and support on uh, on on each of your posts, man. Because uh, even even just a few conversations that we had, I I believe in you, man. And I I think that you're uh, you're onto something really good. And I think that you uh, I think that you can do it, man. I think I really do think you can. Um, and uh, like I said, I'm excited to watch your journey, bro. And I'm excited to. Uh, Keep keep rolling with these podcasts and give give our audience uh, some really awesome uh, value, man. When it comes to uh, social media strategy, you know, brand development, uh, video production, and obviously um, trading trading marijuana stocks. Um, oh, absolutely! But- I, I have more people that would love to be on this too. I, I actually have a, a brand uh, designer who's extremely talented if that's what you're well, into too you would come on yeah man i, I like know? i like all kind of stories man all kind of skill sets bro so uh we'll line them up we'll, we'll get on the phone with them man and we'll um we'll uh we'll make some appearances for sure on the show awesome man yeah yeah this i think i think this could be great man you're, you're good at what you're doing and you're doing something that other people don't in my opinion we're both doing something that's kind of new i think i think i think your goals are are not from the norm and neither am mine. you know Right, and that's a good thing, man. That's where opportunity lies, brother. And uh, you know, I I definitely want to use this uh, use this opportunity, use the platform to uh, to help a lot of people out, man. And I know you're in the same boat with me. And uh, now now we just got to row, brother. Just got to row hard. Yep. Let's 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 help people. Let's help ourselves. Let's help everybody. You know, that's, that's right. our goal. I think that's my goal. You know. Well, hey, man. Uh, like I said, keep doing what you're doing, bro. And I, I hope that you put the uh, put the pedal to the metal, man. And uh, we we really get rocking on this next episode. And uh, again, I appreciate your time, bro. And we'll we'll, we'll catch up on the next show. Awesome, man. Have a good day. All right, Zach. And you guys don't forget to go and check out Zach'sTradingAcademy.com. He's got some good stuff there. I can already tell he really knows what he's talking about. Talking about a math whiz. Uh, go and check out his site, you guys. And obviously, you're always welcome to hit me up. Shoot me a text. Give me a call at 720-520-1012 if you're feeling down. You want to know more about Zach's Trading Academy. You want some social media strategy. You guys hit me up. Uh, my lines are always open. And uh, uh, just keep keep it real, you guys, and, uh, and and try to, you know, it sounds cliche, but like on, um, like on uh, what's, that, what's that show with Will Ferrell on um, the Flint, Michigan Tropics? What was that movie? Oh, I don't know. There's so many, man. Well, he says ELE, man. Everybody love everybody, and I believe in it wholeheartedly. So uh, spread the love and and keep the ball rolling, guys. Absolutely, man. Good vibes. Good vibes. All right, Zach. We'll talk to you soon, my man. Later, man. Great talking to you.